Does anybody think there's something weird going on in this village? Absolutely. Extremely why? Uh, who exactly is the mayor, Smoot? Uh, M- Mr. Heisenberg, Hindenburg, H- Hamble, Ham- Hamburger, Thimble Timber, I don't know. We're here to solve a monster problem. Smoot, I, I never signed up for that officially. Probably pays well. Heckin' banner. Stand aside, stand aside. I heard there's somebody out here looking to solve our monster problem. Anyone who's managed to come across it has not managed to make it back. But it has shown up within a set amount of frequency. Hypothetically. Or it would, one hypothetical problem would. The only thing that I know... Hypothetically. Hypothetically know... A loud bellowing sound is usually heard. Oh, yeah. Speaking of problems and solutions, chin chin, sparkle, sparkle. I show off crossbow to Kelsey. Hi there, foundlings. It's me, your Game Master Snow, also known as Emily. Again, I keep reversing my actual name and my nickname. I'm Emily, also known as Snow, who plays Snow in the other podcast, the Sorter Online Odd Campaign. But today, we're not playing that game. We're playing The Gate Chronicles. And of course, what game would be complete without music, ambiance, and sound effects? We wanted to give a quick shout out to Will Savino from Music D20 for making some of the music pieces that we used in today's episode, as well as our dear friend Michael Gelfi for making some awesome ambiance pieces that we also got to use in today's episode. Make sure you guys check them out because we love them. And uh, yeah, now on uh, onwards. Uh, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves and our characters. Hi, I'm Quentin, normally the GM of the Sorted Online podcast, but here I just play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently trying to make his way through this world, finding out what happened to both himself and maybe how he gave back to his family. Hi, my name is uh, Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avere. Uh, he's a barn who aspires to be a wealthy merchant who is overly fond of his last name, Finnevere Avere. Hi. I'm Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the frustratingly fire-tongued friendly folk from rural Ohio. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm also known as Blarg, but today I will be playing Alfred Kenneth Mast. He is the notoriously sleep-deprived pharmaceutical engineer of yesteryear at this point, maybe. We we still have to find out what's going on. We're going to have to do some experimentation. All right, gentlemen, let me give you a brief recap and we'll get right back into the story. Rest is an important part of a journey, which the party took full advantage of the previous day at the bathhouse and inn of Newern. But due to the concern of Kelsey and the suspicious behavior of the villagers, the party decided to investigate the cause of their qualm. A brief encounter with Mayor Hamble Gimber revealed a hypothetical attack against the town that he is hypothetically willing to pay a reward for. And now, we check in with our foreigners. Bad evening. Now, you see, you settled down for sleep in preparation for the next day. 
the singing of creatures in the marsh lull some of you into a deep restfulness while others struggle to get any further than closing their eyelids. Whose character is really bothered by the sounds of the marsh? Seeing how tired Smooth is, but more than likely, nah, he would be out. He loves camping. It would actually be more of a lullaby to him than anything. Smells like adventure. Smells like adventure. Probably missed. I, yeah. I, I should yeah. probably roll something for Maybe this. Maybe Kelsey. I don't, Im- I don't imagine that uh, Taylor would be terribly offended or uh, disturbed. I don't, I don't think he would ter- be terribly disturbed by the smell of a marsh, considering the smell of animal stalls. And Mist is canonically the one who is the most paranoid. Very true. He is notoriously sleep deprived. Ah, listen to this beautiful soundscape. It isn't until the first distant bellow and the sudden scream of villagers ring out in the night that you find yourselves startled awake or from whatever part of sleep that you might have been in. So, the floor is yours. You are all inside of the wagon. One of you probably sits up quickly, I'm assuming. Who would be the first to react? Taylor reacts, uh, startled, grabbing his gun. Um, You hear Kelsey's voice in the dark because the entire wagon is not lit by anything, but you hear her say, What was that? What's going on? There's nothing. It's probably just something in the swamp. I go back to sleep. I slap Smoot. There's there's there no window here. There is a window. It is currently closed to the outdoors due to the odor and stench. Oh, I open it. You open it. You're hit by that waft of odor. Mm. And also Newer. the sound of screaming. Oh, yeah. There, there it is. Uh, nice, peaceful swamp sounds. I thought we weren't in Detroit. What's going on? Does it look like <laughs> anything's on fire? What do I see? You can hear and see. Actually, all of you make a perception check as Finevere just opened the window. Yeah, Smoot is immensely groggy and being purposefully dismissive with his total 10. Total of 10. 18. My total would be 11. 11. Okay, so we have two 10s for Finevere and Smoot. We have an 11 from Alfred Kenneth Mest. And Alan Taylor, you have the highest roll of all with a 13. All of you, you can hear that the bellowing came from the direction of the village, most obviously, as that is where also you hear the sound of villagers screaming. Vinevere, since you are looking out the window, you see that there are many torches that have been lit, that lights in the village that weren't lit are now being lit, but you can't really see anything past the wall. Uh, so then for Alan Taylor, you can most certainly tell how far away this thing is. So you can actually gauge the distance of this creature with all of your years of experience of being of actually hunting in the old world where you came from, as well as the potential size of this creature. It is a large creature from what you can hear based on sound. And also it sounds to be that it's almost more than likely inside the village currently. Guys, I don't like the sound of that beastie. All right, well, we can hunker down or lock and load. Well, we were kind of hired to kill it, I'd imagine. Or I'd, I'd imagine that this is the thing we were hired to no, kill. No, no, it, was, it well, was just a hypothetical. We were never hired. I never received payment. You never did anything. Hey, listen, uh, fine, I'll go do something and then we'll ask for payment. And Smoot groggily gets up, propping himself up with his newly found sword. Uh, Mr. Smoot, are you sure you should go out there by yourself? Well, I, I figured at least one of these bozos was coming with me. It'll be fine. Hey, Finn. Worst case scenario, we'll run back and we'll bunker down later. You all notice that Amali is just laying on his bed with his face covered, like his arms over his eyes. No, no, you guys have fun. Yeah, yeah, see, they say that we have responsibilities here. That's what I want to do. Just 
Smoot pointing at Amali, but continues to walk out the back door. I at least gotta check on Cerulean. Hey, Finn, do you have something a little more consistent than, uh, this? In terms of, key, uh, of uh, keeping things at a distance? I hold up the gun. Depends. How good are you with a longbow? Good enough. Alright. It's very special to me. It would be a disservice to his memory if I didn't get, <laughs> more or less, if I didn't arm someone. I will receive... <laughs> I will receive the bow. Specifically that man. I give him all of my arrows. Um, my bolts oh. are separate. Yeah, how many arrows do you give him? Uh, I think I have a quiver of 40. Let me see. I'm pretty sure a normal oh, quiver no, only holds I 20. I bought 100. Oh, how have you been carrying 100 arrows? Jeez. They're very light. Uh, some of them are in the quiver. Some of them are in his backpack. I'm pretty sure a normal quiver only holds 20 arrows. I guess we'll just say I take, like, 30 arrows with me. 20 is in an average quiver. 20? Yep. Okay, then 20. Yeah, since I didn't get an upgrade quiver, you can only take 20 with you. Yep. Finnevere, do you tell him that that's a special bow, like it's your friend's he bow? He said that yeah, question. Yeah, I you just did? did. Okay. And I said it would have been a disservice if I didn't arm someone in a in a combat situation, uh, which yeah. is what led to Fallon's death, that someone not being armed. Smook goes outside... And what is Alfred Kenneth Mess doing? I'm going to grab my alchemical supplies and head out the door as well. Okay. Hey, we're in a marsh, so, you know, things are, like, moist. Very unlikely to catch on fire. That's not necessarily true, because the marsh could be releasing methane. Oh, that would be fun. That would be an explosion. It could be a fire swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Burn monsters good. It'd be interesting. I haven't thought about that, but now that you mention it, well, crap. Don't fire bombs become fireball. <laughs> Okay, so does Alan Taylor then go outside after receiving the bow? Yes, armed with his spear and bow. Okay, so you set up the bow when you get outside, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll string it when I go outside. Finavir of ear. Uh, I forget last session if Kelsey accepted the late crossbow. She has it. Okay, uh, in that case, I will arm mine, and I leave my backpack behind, but I keep my uh, my magic stuff on my bandolier. I am not going out there, all right? I hear people screaming. If people are screaming, that means I stay in here. David, stay here. Amali, protect the ladies. Oh, okay. I guess I'll stay behind. Oh, I, I was referring to Cece and David. You can come, Kelsey. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse you. <laughs> I wouldn't come along. If Kelsey gets to go, I get to go. Nope. That's not how that works. Uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll stay behind. I'd rather not have... An issue back here? That's fine. Like I said, Amali, protect the ladies. We could tie her down. Well, we're fine. Let's go. We, we don't, don't have, have time. time. Based on the screaming, I don't think there's time for that. Let's go. Yep, so you guys are all outside already having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Kelsey's in the door frame just talking to you. You guys start to head towards the village and go in through the entrance or... Uh... Is the entrance open? The entrance is basically, it's basically like an arch more than it is a gate. There's no actual doors there, so it's always open. It's just a defensible position. If we run around to where it came in, but we could Do we know it if off. it came through the same hole, or did it make a new one? Uh, we don't. So no, the fastest way to get to the problem would be to go through the main entrance, unless we're stopped by guards. I, I don't think it would be, because you got to think there's probably a lot of panicked people inside running around. Yeah, you're right. We don't want to hurt any of that. Okay, so then we're going to have to sprint around the city. Uh, I don't think... It doesn't look like that would be too far. I, yeah, I guess it's not... It's just it's that, a relatively small... Big. Yeah, because you're going to think we'd have to like run around people's houses anyways. And there's probably a lot of panicked people inside. Okay. But then again, we could also help the panicked people. So, catch 22. I say let's book it around the city to try to find where it came in. Okay. 
unless I can determine which way I think might be closer, we're just going to head left. I, I can determine where it was, so I will just run around the town and I run straight I believe it was cut from the right. Okay, so you guys start making your way around the side of the city. All of you make a perception check. Uh, city. This village, township. Smoot has a total of 21. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Twinsies. Twinsies. Total of seven. Finnevere, I feel like for your character, how does he feel with a potential life or death situation that is coming up? Some large creature making these loud, bellowing sounds. Anxious, but he also feels uh, feels that Amali is testing him. Okay. So this, he has a lot of anxiety about, well, I guess he puts a lot of worth in himself depending on what he thinks his success level is. And okay. this is a way to test that. If he was distracted, what would he be doing? If I was distracted, what would I be doing? Yeah. Singing. Okay, so your character is singing as he goes along, just trying to pep himself up and almost yep. everybody else up. If you wanted, you could even do a bard performance if, if you so choose. Uh, yeah, I tried to psych myself up with some, uh, I believe it's Inspire Courage. Are you guys moving at a fast pace? Like oh, yeah, muscle? very. Okay. Yeah. All right, so a lot of this is happening very quickly as you're going. It's only been about maybe two minutes since you got out and were woken up. So you're making your way around the side of the village right now. And you are doing courage? Yes. All right. So plus one to attack rolls and saves against fear. Yep. All right. So as you guys are making your way around everybody but Finnevere, you all start to notice very large tracks in the mud as you get closer towards the back. It is nighttime, so it is dimly lit, so it's not easy to see everything that is around you right now. But by the time you reach the back of the village, a lot of the screaming and panic has died down, and the sound of the creature has gone very distant away from you guys. But you have found very large tracks with deep pits of water where the palm of the creature might be, with long phalanges or fingers, and bulbous-looking pits at the end of them, and they're very widely spaced apart. Hmm. Monster frog. Smoot. Or I guess it could be a monster salamander. I'm more afraid Smoot, of a frog. As you guys were getting closer to the back, you heard the sound of mud rhythmically squelching further and further away. Could I tell in which direction? It would have been further to the west of the village, okay. deeper into the marsh. All right. Uh, can I make a knowledge nature check on those tracks to see if I can determine what type of creature it might be? Yes, you can do a knowledge nature check. It's going to be a total of an 18. You are able to recognize that these very large tracks with puddles of water in them are from an abnormally large amphibian creature, a frog. You estimate that the size of this creature is approximately 14 feet based upon the spacing of the tracks. And actually, Mest, why don't you roll a reflex for me really quick? Uh-oh. He's gonna get 14 Okay, as you're walking and you're observing the area, you manage to avoid stumbling into one of these pits as your boot catches on a small mound of rocks, but you manage to avoid falling into the sludge and mud. I'd like to make a perception check. I want to look and see if I'm seeing any villagers that were hurt or anything. All right, sure, you can take a look around the village. You guys reach the back wall that was broken down. And you do see a number of villagers back there who are panicked, and some of them are looking around as if somebody's missing. 26 on the looking for 
wounded people. Uh, I'd like to talk to the uh, whoever seems to be looking around to see if I can find out the description of who's missing. Okay. Uh, so, Mest, you do see that there are about three people nearby a house that appears to have been recently smashed. Um, one of them appears to have a bone sticking out from where the right arm would be. The bone is basically split and it is broken through the skin. This person is in severe pain, but is also like not really responding to anybody who is talking to them. Just seems to be like in that just straight pain, like not hearing anything else anyone is saying. There are several other people who do have some cuts and bruises on them, though. They're in shock. How's your heel? I'm pretty sure I put points in heel. Finnevere? Yeah. Finnevere, you see that there is a small child walking around that is essentially, who, who seems to be looking for his mother. His mother apparently is missing. And in addition to that, it seems that two other men are missing as well. I'm going to go to the child. Okay. I'm going to kneel down and say, hey, fella, what's the problem? It ain't, it ain't me mom too. It's the same child from before. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but that's amazing. The Wait. statistical probability. <laughs> I could have had all the cakes I wanted, and now I got no one to make them for me. That's his problem, not the fact that his parents are gone. There's no one to make me cake. <laughs> Debating on whether or not to give this child money for cakes. I want my mom and my dad too. I don't care about the cakes no more. Did you see it happen or are they just missing? One moment she was sitting at the table and the next she was gone. Got pulled out through the window. So my character would be moving towards the man who was who ended up getting very badly wounded. As he's moving towards them though, he would hand out a few of his cure light wound potions to people who looked less injured along the way. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to attempt a heal check to at least set the bone on this man's arm. Okay. You may roll a heal check. Is anyone trying to stop me from, from uh, helping the man? I'm just wondering. Nobody's really trying to stop you. It seems a lot of them are just trying to figure out what happened and getting their bearings. Can I see oh, that, that was... Mest is doing this? Because it might help if he has someone to assist him. You can make a perception check. Okay. You're at a slight negative, though, with all of the stuff that's going on because you were observing the tracks. Yeah. I am real quick going to resolve the thing with the child. Um, I'm just going to lift the child and just hold them and, con and try to console them. <laughs> I want my mom. Total 18 on the perception. Shh. I will get right back to you. Just one moment, please. I've been one moment. As you, you bring the child in closer and you, you give him the pat on the back and tell him it's okay, basically, you hear the sound of snot being blown into your shirt. You've been cursed. You now bear the mark of the beast and you are the next target of the frog. <laughs> he like pulls away and you just see like this glob of snot like pull away from his face onto your shirt and it's kind of like attached like making a bridge before all this i rolled a personal roll for 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 taylor's bravado right now and it was exceedingly high this man's just gonna take it okay like a champion he's a kid too so you feel really bad he's got tears running down his face but he thanks you and gives you another hug this time on the other shoulder <laughs> You're going to have a snot necklace by the time he's done with you. <laughs> it does start to I'll make just, a ring around your I'll neck. I'll just wash my shirt later. All it right. needed to be washed anyway. It has swamp smell. Smoot, what was your roll? 18 total on my perception to see if I could find Mest attempting to set the man's arm. 
I'm going to say you do not see him until he is already attempting to set it. I, I just look over there. Oh, he probably should have had help with that. I, I'm agreeing with that because <laughs> my role wasn't that great. I need to put more ranks into heal, what, but what, I can't. What, what was, was your, your role? 15. You go over to this person and you begin to attempt to set the bone. This isn't my forte, but we'll try. To slide his bone back through the skin and put it where it's supposed to be. Just, no, no. Bones stay inside. They go this way. <laughs> They're not supposed to go that way. You're not supposed to see the bone. So That's, that's the bad part. Slowly pushes it back in. <laughs> so, you clean your hands off with what water you would have in one of your water skins to make sure that your hands are as sterile as you can make them. And you begin to push back in the bone. You hear the sickening sound of blood. and You actually see blood gushing out from the wound. And as you slide it in, your hands kind of slip on the blood. But you can hear this person just screaming. And he starts to flail and try to pull away from you. But you just do it as quick as you possibly can. And you are able to set the bone as best as you can in the moment. It is very difficult, though. Yeah. Uh, he is now laying on the ground, though, in excruciating pain. Uh, would there have been anyone who, who took one of the potions as I walked over to him? He probably should have given that man something to bite down on. Let's there were four individuals who would have taken the potions. Cool. How many does that leave you with? Uh, four. I have a few stockpiled. It's good. You have set this person's bone and you gave out your health potions. Another person comes over, appearing to be a... Actually, several people come over, uh, two young women and an adult male. They come over with what appears to be a sort of medical kit, and they start to attend to the man's wound and start bandaging and trying to cut off the circulation uh, towards where the wound is bleeding a lot from, and they thank you for your help. Uh, it's it's not really my forte. I, I'm more of a medicine maker rather than a wound healer, but... We do thank you so much. This does appear to be the worst of it. We do appreciate all the help you can give. Uh, does anyone else seem to be injured or? No, just mainly the, the people from this house. All right, that, that's good. And then I'd go to reconvene with the group. All right. Smooth looking on everyone. Boys, I don't think we can assist much here. Let the villagers handle themselves. But there is something we can do. I agree. Let's hope the theoretical uh, pay is as good as we think it might be. Now, just so you know, your sleep was interrupted. You've only gotten... So this is happening effectively early in the morning. If you were looking at the sky, it is still pitch black out. The moon is up in the air, you know, that kind of thing. So does that mean we got a short rest? You only have had about five or four. I'm going to say you either can rest till morning or you can try and head out now. Smart. I don't think it'd be a good idea to go chasing after it, at least not in the dark. Uh, can I make a knowledge nature check to see how long it would be till sunrise? That would be survival. So, okay, whatever you need. Eleven! You estimate that the sun should rise in about three hours from the positioning of the moon in the sky, uh, which again, you estimate the time to be about three or four a.m. It'd probably be better if we wait till first light to go after this thing anyway. Mm -hmm. The tracks are fresh now, but they won't be that less fresh three hours from now. Uh, that's depending on the weather. Can I make a knowledge... Would this be nature to determine whether, or would this also be survival, to determine what the, like, if the tracks would fade an unreasonable amount due to, like, tides, or if there's a potential storm coming? Probably be survival. That, that would be survival. That's what I'm asking. 
Oh, speaking of tides, just real quick, and this should be an easy answer. Is there a moon? Yeah. Just making she sure. just said the moon is in the sky. Oh, Where I didn't hear frogs? that. Is it, is it a full moon? Sure. Where frogs? No. Do we have this man, this child's father wasn't eaten by the frog. He is the frog. That's why it came back for his mother. It's like, dang it, I want my woman. And now it's going to come back for the child, which oh. you have. Then it isn't so dark. Uh, I mean, that's true, but we're still sleep deprived. We need at least an additional hour of sleep. To do what? To not take negatives. Like what? Yeah. Eventually, you will collapse due to exhaustion. We do not know how deep into the wilderness we have to go to find this thing. So um, I rolled survival to see whether or not the tracks would fade given three hours. If there's any inclement weather incoming, that would wash them away. Whether that would be like rising tides. I don't know how close we are to like a water area. Uh, so marshes tend to have almost like a set water table, as your character would know, in, in this area, unless it rains. You can tell that it is not going to rain at any time, anytime soon. It seems that the weather is going to be clear for most days. But you do know that a lot of times because of uh, seasonal changes that will be coming in the future, since you're in Ogthor, which is basically uh, summer season, it could be foggy. All right. We'll make way at first light. As much as I hate to admit it, I think you're right. The last time we went unprepared, I had searching after some tracks, it didn't go so well. Well, I want us all well rested. I don't want any of us collapsing in the middle of an excursion. We don't know how far out we'll have to go. And I don't want us to be tired when we run into anything. If there was ever a chance to save those missing people, those extra hours could count. That's true, but uh, let me see. Could I roll something to determine... Due to the, like, frequency of the attacks, how close to the frog's habitat the town might be, and how long it might take to travel that distance. You have not learned about the frequency of the attacks, so you don't know how frequent the attacks well, are. I mean, well, um, I know that it just recently attacked because there was a hole in the wall and they were repairing from it, and yeah. the little boy just lost his father recently. I don't yeah, that's know. That's a lot to extrapolate. If we were here for two attacks, then maybe, well, but even that would be circumstantial. So, well, I mean, mostly what I'm saying is normally things don't go too far out of their habitat to go do things. So I mean, this your, frog character is can, your character can make the assumption about how close it is. Uh, trying to, you are able to track the tracks by following them, and that's how you can associate distance if you found like old tracks. But it is dark currently, so you'd have to spend some time looking at old tracks. And the longer you stay awake, the more time you have to spend to sleep to recover anything that you do not gain from sleep. Your characters should deliberate on what your plan is. Uh, you have one minute. I say we sleep till first light. I don't think I even need it. I'm good to go in another hour. I'll just plant myself down here. I'll meet you all here if you want to get a full night's rest. But I'll just look into the tracks a little more around the area. Well, just, you shouldn't go alone, so I'll come with you. Just don't go actively after it. We don't know what else is out in those woods. We won't travel too far out if we do at all. But like I said, I'm just going to probably sleep for another hour and then maybe look around to see if I can pick up any more pertinent information before we head out at first light. Just don't go out of sight of the village. So you're not heading out? Not in the entirety. We should at least get enough sleep so we're not debilitating ourselves if this thing has is as large as I fear it is. We're probably going to need all the strength we can muster. So I'm assuming the conclusion the group has come to is to rest for another hour and then get back up. So all explore. We, we only need to sleep for six hours. If the consensus was to sleep, I'm going to have you guys rest until morning. 
I will, before going to, going back to the caravan and sleeping, I will ask someone in town if there is some water that I can wash my shirt in before resting. You are directed to the bathhouse. Tied to wool. I also tied to wool. I'm, I'm going to go sleep, though. But Finnevere will remember this. He hates the idea that someone else there out there is losing their parents. Because hmm. he kind of resonates with that. Smoot would just literally lean up against the side of the wall where there's a hole in it, stick his sword in the ground, and just lean up and rest there for the remaining hour that he sleeps for. Uh, I don't think you can sleep standing up. You... Uh, no, I would sit down and lean up against the wall. Okay. Oh, okay, fine. I'm seated, just resting. Uh, You'd have to make a fortitude save to fall asleep and rest. Okay. Because there is a lot of noise right now. That's fine. But if everybody else, where if you go back to the wagon, you don't have to make any rolls to fall asleep. Okay. You can sleep. Heading back to the wagon. I will go to the wagon. I'm grumpy, though. 42 to 27. You fall asleep in all the noise. It reminds you of, what is your wife's name? Joy. Joy. And what's the child's name? Which one? I have two. Both. Both of them. Oh, goodness. Ben and Charlotte. Uh, it reminds you of the time when Ben and Charlotte were babies and you had to stay up very late at night taking oh, care so, of them so much whining. for your wife. It's not all these whiner babies in the background. You all rest for another hour until morning. The sun starts to break over, but it is not quite daybreak. It is 4 a.m. Crack of 4 a.m. <laughs> it's when I get up. People are already up and awake in a village. Uh, some people are already starting to repair the wall. Uh, Smoot. Me. The baker has to get his yeast to rise. Yeah, his yeast. That's up. what that hammering is. The yeast is hammering that yeast in. Yeah. All right. Smoot, um, you feel as some of the wall starts to shake as if it is being moved. And it wakes you up. The entire wall? Like, well, they're trying to fix oh, it. that's fine. I would get up. No. All right. That, that's enough. Ugh. The rest of you also are able to get up out of the wagon or do what you so choose. I told everyone else I'd meet them here. I guess I'll just look around for clues while I wait. Well, if we're traveling on the outset, I'll take my backpack this time. Okay. So, Finvir gets his gear together, puts on his backpack, and begins to head out the door. Yeah, I mean, I'll make sure that Taylor and Master are coming with me. Do you guys get up and follow him, or what do you do? Because I know somebody needs time to repair anything, like maybe things yeah, in the morning. I did use up a good portion of my uh, healing spells. So extracts are probably going to be really important. Yeah, I'll just make four Cure Light Wound extracts for now. So, uh, Mess takes some time to prepare his extracts and potions, uh, extracts. Do you wait for him before you head out then? Yes. I'm... Not openly not happy about it, but I'm silently not very happy about it. It is reasonable for him to want to prepare, and for him to prepare... Can I sense motive but I, Uh Only if he decides that he would bluff and hide, try to hide it. Yes, I, I I will definitely try to hide it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I got an eight. Total mm. of 20. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're totally oblivious to the fact that it's bothering Finevere. He's not mad at me. It's fine. You're a very busy man. I, I, I'm mad at the situation. Mm. So Kelsey speaks up, and she's looking at Alan Taylor. Does that mean are we going? Are we going after this thing today? Most definitely. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, this thing has definitely attacked and caused quite a few problems here. I wouldn't be one to just walk away from the situation. It took three people yesterday. Worst case scenario, I figured we could at least just try and run away from it. Like the last thing. Well, I mean, I guess that would be true. But then, I guess, we also wouldn't get paid. 
Yeah, so worst case scenario, we run away. Best case scenario, we get paid. I mean, worst case scenario is we all die, let's be honest. Okay, we weren't going there, Mest. So, I mean, thank you. That is how that would work. So, I like the fact that you're thinking that running away is an option. Because it is. It was with the Tota. <laughs> exactly. A wise man knows when to run. There was a song about that. Got a new in the hood. New yeah, in you're the not here. Stop singing. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Smoot, you can go ahead and make perception check. Uh, total 12 right now. Okay. For just general perception. You see that there are several people who are cleaning up around the house that was smashed that evening. You notice that there is a woman who seems to be grooming the debris towards the home. Several children picking up debris, some of them throwing it at other kids. You know, kids doing kid things. Do I see the mayor anywhere about the town? Mayor Hamble Gim... 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 Mayor Hamble Gimber is nowhere near the site of the catastrophe. To be expected. All right, well, Smoot would take a fresh look at the tracks to see and make sure that they're still fresh and analyze them more in depth. See if it was just this one creature, if it spent a lot of time out here, yada, Uh, yada, yada. Sure. So go ahead. Roll your survival. Total 23. You do see that the tracks around the village, or at least near the wall that is broken down, are still fresh enough. You can tell that they are starting to dry a little bit on the top edges, but the parts that are submerged uh, are definitely still there. Beyond that, you do notice that the tracks are still heading deeper into the marsh west. Uh, yeah, Zach, what is it? Mest would be a little peeved at the uh, at the uh, mayor, and uh, after making his potions, would probably have started walking towards that building. Uh, I'm just gonna say that if he was making his potions, maybe Taylor and, and Finn went to go where they saw Smoot last and told uh, Mest to catch up when he's done. Okay. Oh, that makes things a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. As a player, I wash my hands of you people. <laughs> Except for Taylor. As a, as a, I can't think of anything he's done wrong yet. Okay. I, you don't not know aware. of what I've done wrong. He's not yeah, aware. Which is why I can't think of it. Smoot is a model citizen. Thank you very much. You say you're a model citizen. A model of what? Major General. Of chiseled abdominal muscles. So what does Alan Taylor do? I make my way towards Smoot with the bow strung and slung on my back, ready to be drawn, quiver at my hip, and then I'll also have the little strap on my spear slung over my shoulder, keep it on my back as well. Make a perception check really quick. 16. With a 16, as you're going into the village towards back to find Smoot, your eyes bruising around the village, you see the small boy sitting on a wooden box, a wooden crate, Munching on a kick. A kick. Mest, you go into the village and turn right, heading towards the inner gated area of the village of Newern. You walk through the gate, which is not really being guarded, except for when you go in, you do see that there are the two guards standing outside of Mayor Hamblegimber's house, and also to the left would be the archery range. Could you make a perception check for me really quick? 22. As you go in further, you do notice that beyond the archery range, there appears to be a secondary building as well. You didn't notice it before, though, due to all the pomp and uh, music that was going on and how busy it was back here. Okay. But you do notice that there is this other building 
to the back of the archery range. Okay. There might be something neat in there. But my character would most likely be heading towards the door of the the mansion that he went into the other day okay. with Finnevere. Yeah. So you walk over and there are two guards there who stop you before you go in. Halt. Uh, if I could, I'd like to have a word with the mayor. I'm sorry, the mayor is not seeing anyone right now. Do you have an appointment? I'm debating how I want to do this so much. Do you want to get yourself thrown in prison or not get thrown in prison? No, at this rate, it might be a matter of do I want to try to bribe the guards? Vote now on your phones. Listen, all I want is a few minutes of his time. If anything, I'd just like to speak with him about the village. <laughs> Line up. Plenty of people want to talk about the village with the mayor. Oh? What for? Those are matters between those persons and the mayor. I don't know what you mean, for what for. Is he aware of the events that transpired last night? The guards look at each other and then sort of shrug, and then the other guard turns back to him and says, Who wouldn't be? Does he have plans to deal with the issue? They look at you, and both of them just kind of shrug, and the other guard says, I suppose he does have plans, but I don't see what business that is of yours. This is a problem for the town. Ah, yes, and accepting outside help on the situation is, of course, of no actual... No, I have to think about how I would say that. Hold on. Okay. If you're trying to convince the guards to let you in or something, you might wish to try rolling diplomacy as well. I mean, I probably should just ro make a diplomacy roll in general. And then also depending on how well Do I you're... even have... Probably not. <laughs> I don't have any points in diplomacy. And depending on how well your diplomacy roll is, you can find a suitable statement. Okay. Ah, yes. And clearly, you all seem to have this well in hand and will require no outside assistance in any way whatsoever. Eight. They just look at you. If you don't have an appointment, you can't see the mayor. I turn and start walking away. I go to meet up with the rest of the group. Okay. I knew that wasn't going to work because I have no points in diplomacy, but <laughs> I thought maybe. I just wanted to talk to him, man. So, all of you along with Kelsey, David, who is just kind of shirking along just because you guys all make your way to where Smoot is, along with Kelsey and David, who is accompanying, but more so just observing the town. David, before you guys um, make it there, and Alfred, you'll be coming up after all of them at this point. Yeah. David looks at the group and he says, I think I'm going to go check out what's going on at the marketplace before I do anything else. If you guys need assistance with uh, that thing, I guess I could help since Somali seems to be resting all day. I don't understand. So he walks off and heads towards the market. But the rest of you do arrive to where Smoot is if you didn't have anything to say. Well, uh, was David around me? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, while he walks off, I'd be like, if you find anything interesting, let me know. I'll let you know. Well, okay. Oh, Mr. Smoot. Kelsey waves at you. Smooth, laser line focused, still looking down at the ground. The tracks are still fresh. We should be fine to move out. There's everyone who's coming here. Have you been staring at this one spot for an hour? No, I've walked around, made a couple of laps. Oh, so you've stared at multiple of the same spots for about an hour. Pretty much. Okay. Trying to figure out what I can. 
Well, whatever helps you keep focused. Uh, well, it's also the only... There's nothing really to stab right now, so uh, trying to keep some form of direction. Uh, and that direction looks like it's going to be headed west, out from town, further into the marsh. Well, the question is, are we ready to go out there? Do we have everything we need? Do we have everyone who's coming, is the better question. Well, David said if we wanted assistance, he would be willing to help. If he's not confident enough to be with us now, I don't want him. He might just get in the way. I'm not even confident, but I'll try. If you'd rather stay here, you can maybe tend to some of the people. I know that there were a lot of wounded. <laughs> You'd probably die without me, Smoot. Wow. Well, you know the lady, she's always right. She hasn't been wrong. I'm not trying to predict anybody's death. Please don't put that on me. The foreshadowing. <laughs> In a parallel universe. We because didn't she take... didn't come, Smoot died. <laughs> Just Smoot. Just me. Everyone else was fine. Where's Mast? Was, was he, is he not coming with us? Well, he said he was finishing up some potions. I mean, I think it would be done by now. Yeah, he should be here maybe soon. I mean, he was sitting in the wagon for a while working on that. We'll give him a few more minutes. Uh, and then maybe I'll swing over there and give him an earful. Um, Did he maybe go into town and get lost? I hope not. I'm going to pretend that that can't happen. So let's see. Well, I have the dagger now, and I also have this light crossbow. Is there anything else we might need going into a marsh? A gun. Against a giant creature? Well, I mean, I have rope instead in case any of us get stuck in a pit. But outside of that, I can't really think of anything. Huh. Can I make a knowledge check to try to think of any obvious things that maybe my character would know about marshes that me as a player who's unfamiliar with marshes? You can make a knowledge nature check, yes. May I right. as well? I didn't, I didn't know if there was any information to even be gained by that. Yes, you can make a knowledge nature check as well. Uh, that is a chunky 23. Yeah, 13. For smooth. He's very focused on frogs, not marsh. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything to know about marshes, but that's because I don't know about marshes. I'm sorry, my brain was somewhere else. What was your number? 23. 23. And a 13. Okay. I mean, both of you know that there could be potential um, quicksand because of how bogs and marshes work uh so having rope would be a good idea yep you think maybe potentially just depending on where you're going making sure you have light just in case you guys are out for a while and it gets dark also potentially just understanding that it is muddy so you might want your clothes might get wet um beyond that you don't know how long it's going to take you to find the creature based upon tracking Okay, also, I checked. I don't think I have torches unless I'm misreading my thing. No, we we, should, we need to go get torches, and if you don't have rope, we need to get more. I have 50 foot of the finest possible rope, which is too heavy to be worth it unless you have, like, a pack mule person, which I guess I am. Were you about to ask if we can... Can we just yada yada shopping so we yeah, can, can pick we up just... torches and rope? Sure. Okay, I do have some trail rations on myself. I have armor, my weapons, and light. I can't really think of anything else. Rations. I have rations. I have five days worth. Okay, so you all have gotten your items. Mest comes walking towards you guys, towards the market as he's exiting from the mayor's or that section of the village. Do we see him or does he see us? You Ooh. both see each other. <gasps> we lock eyes. Roll initiative. No, no, no. Mest, I hope you're ready. We're headed out. You get everything done you needed to. I waste everything I can get done now. All right. We picked up some extra supplies. Uh, we should have enough to go around. Hopefully this won't be too long. I can't imagine it'll be more than a day's excursion out. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I think it would be better if we didn't go a full day out, considering the caravan will most likely be leaving sometime tomorrow. That is true. If it's too far away from here, we won't be able to, well, leave with the caravan. Exactly. If we can't track this thing down, we sort of lose our ride. I wonder if we could get maybe, um... A compass to make sure we don't get lost? I have a compass. You do? Yep. Wonderful. Okay. It makes me feel a little bit better. And a map, just in case. You know. A map of the area? Uh, not the local area. It's more broad. Okay. I guess that'll have to do. All my gear is putting me at 20 pounds just, or at 20 pounds below my light load, so I can still carry a good bit more. All right. So what were the requirements for this mission? Kill the monster. Get the people back. Don't die. Get back in time to be with the caravan, preferably. Oh, I was talking about for the reward, but okay. Well, technically speaking, the reward, just like the monster up until recently, was just hearsay. We never got anything definitive. Wait, so there's no guarantee we'll get paid? Not as far as I'm aware. Hypothetically speaking, and he is saying that as sarcastically as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the amount 3, that was? 3,000 silver. Yes. 3,000 silver? 3,000 silver per head, I believe, was the... I think it was mostly just for the big one. 3,000 total. Uh, I don't know where you come up with these fantasy fairytale numbers, these hypotheticals, as you say. Well, I mean, I'm just repeating what I remember. From what I remember, everything was a hypothetical, Finnevere. Have you ever heard of tact? Have you ever heard of a contract? Maybe payment up front? Or at least half of it? Well... I see you looking at me with every word of that. Me, Quentin M. Okay, so there's no guarantee that we'll get paid. And and do we have to bring back proof? Most likely. Okay. Well, even if we aren't getting paid, whatever this creature is, we could probably sell it for parts. So at least we'll get something out of it. I wonder what its meat tastes like. Taylor, is the only thing you think about food? They're literally missing people. The village has been destroyed. Let me cope, dang it. Cope by killing the thing. We're moving out. If everyone's ready, even if you're not, I'm headed west. All right, we can do this. We got this. So on the on the trip, I'll just make passing mention to, to Smoot. You know, even if things do go south with the reward, uh, if we do a favor for the people, it usually does wonders for business relations. So you guys, I guess, start heading out. Yeah, I would start rolling, I guess, what, what is a survival for tracking? You are going to make survival checks as you go. Nice. Um, if you move at half speed, there's no you can you can move at half speed. If you try to move quickly, you do take a penalty. But what's the penalty? To move at normal speed, yeah. you're at a negative five. Negative five. If I... you want to move very very quickly, twice your normal speed, that is a minus twenty. Yeah, I'm not going to do that track. one. Do I do I know what I need regularly for the DC to track it with I fresh prints? I will tell you. Can I aid another? Yes, you can. I'm gonna try to aid another as well. Go team. <laughs> You're aiding me, all right. I'm going to try and aid another. Everyone aids. So the total's nine. You need to get a 10 to aid another. Uh-huh. This is a survival roll. Yeah. Okay, for the record, I just looked at my sheet. I should not have t- attempted this, but I did roll a natural 20, so uh, that does help. That does it help. It doesn't crit or anything. It just means I succeed. So plus two. <laughs> Four. Nice. All right, with my plus two and my dice roll of five and my scale of nine, thank you, Finn. <laughs> We immaculately reach a total of 16. Following the tracks out from the village, 
seems to be relatively easy at this point since they are fresh and also deep because of where you're located in the village, which seems to be in some deeper parts of the marsh. You are able to track for a good while until you may need to make another check. Go ahead, make another one. Any aid? <gasps> Can I expend uh, a round of my uh, Inspire Competence instead? A round of Inspire Competence. That's I a, suppose yeah. you could do a Bardic Performance. That yes. would give me a plus two. So it's just it would only apply for this check. Yes, of okay. course. And then another plus two out of me, because I got a 21. Woo! All right, so that puts me at a total 23 for my survival check to try. As you guys are moving through, all of you looking around very carefully, you actually catch sight of what looks to be a a pit of mud that could be quicksand, and you manage to avoid this hazard on the way. And you continue on, following after the tracks, some of which are very deep, and others seem to be a little bit shallower. You might be getting closer at this point. Make another check for me. Plus two. Curse you, number five. <laughs> I'll, I'll do another round of uh, Inspire Competence. So it's plus two. Let's go. All right, so it's plus four total, putting me at a whopping 18. Continuing your way through, you manage to part through some of the tall brush and grass, although you do have to wade your way through some deep, mucky water. Unfortunately, you are all soaked on your lower half, but you do manage to pick up the trail on the other side and continue to follow after it. You continue on, getting even closer to your destination as there are more tracks in this area. Make another check for me. Question about how long have we been traveling? This has been, at this point, two and a half. So eight o'clock-ish. Okay. I rolled 11 for aiding another. Noise. Sad with numbers. Thir- no. Is it above 10? Yes. Oh, we're good. 15. That's the Ooh. number I'm looking for. All right. Total survival, then, would bring me at a 24. All right. So, <laughs> the surrounding ambiance of the marsh seems endless. Frogs, crickets, and other unknown creatures create a violent cacophony of noise. Your feet squelch in the mud, and you occasionally feel the sucking pool of deep pits of muck. Thankfully, no one has yet to fall in, although you have had to travel through some of it. And you're probably going to need a nice hot bath afterwards. Clean off this grime... And after several tiring hours of trekking through this muddy landscape and following the large tracks of the creature, they seem to end at the edge of a large pool of water, as does a large part of the bellowing song, which was the cacophony of sound. The area is lush with foliage and a relatively large hilly part with a singular tree at the center. As I was saying, you can all make a perception check. You have arrived to an area where the tracks seem to trail off. But the whole area is covered with them, but a lot of them are old, some fresh, but many, many tracks are in the area. Are they all the same size? Varying sizes. Mm, that's an eight for perception for Alan Taylor. Finnevere, with finally a not awful score in perception th- due to his recent level up, gets a 23. I have a total of 24. 18 for smooth. How is Alan Taylor keeping himself distracted from really noticing too much going on around him? Specifically, the Alan of Taylor's. He's humming oldies, 50s tunes. Okay. All right. So he's just completely oblivious. He's like, we're still going. We're not where we need to be yet. I'm ready to keep going. And you got a song in your step. Do, 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 do. Finnevere apparently is going along what? with it. There they all just sitting in a row. Do, do, do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the rest of you coming in, 
as you enter into this area, you do notice that there are some low trees that have branched out roots spread all through the area. But to your left, as you enter, you notice that there is a small pool of water, maybe about 20 feet across. I had to count. Okay, leave me alone. And then to your right, there is a much larger pool of water that's a little abnormally shaped. It looks like there's a small bit of a stream flowing into this larger pool of water over here. And even further down to the left, just past the other pool and over a small hill is another larger pool of water, some brush and grass. Finevere, you, Finevere and Mest, you find yourselves drawn towards the larger body of water. Smoot, you're observing the area, looking at the tracks, and you believe that you may have reached your destination, although your attention is mostly on the earth around you, not so much in the water. You gentlemen make your way over towards the larger pool of water, looking into it. I I just wouldn't tell everyone to arm themselves. This this might be what we're looking for. Sure. So you do that. Yeah, so I just pull out the crossbow. Okay. I will retrieve the longbow from around my shoulders. I agree. Let's be on our guards. Okay. So, Finevere and Mess getting close to the water's edge, feeling drawn over to this area. It smells terrible. There is sulfurous odor hanging in the air, and it just reminds you of being in a field of cow manure. But as you get towards the water's edge, you feel yourself sinking into the mud, and your foot touches against something solid underneath. You catch sight of lily pads and their flowers spaced throughout the surface of the pool, and you also see tiny frogs sitting atop them, frozen in in place, staring at you and riveting. Does the ground, the solid part of the ground, feel like ground? Like, Like you said, we squished and then we felt something solid. All of this area that doesn't really have any grass or real plant life atop of it is very muddy and wet and is considered difficult terrain. Okay. How clear is the water? The water is murky and filled with algae. It's hard to see deep into it. You feel, though, that your foot touched against something hard, and it doesn't feel like stone or earth. It actually feels kind of long and smooth. If it feels strange, I I would probably instinctively take a quick, well, I quote quick, step back or two. Okay. Just kind of like feel out the situation. I'm going to start to dig it out. Okay. So, Finevere, you step back, feeling the squelching of the mud underneath of you, and you kind of feel that the mud sucking against your foot as you pull back. And, Mast, you reach down, sticking your hand deep into the mud, and you fiddle around until you feel yourself grasp onto something solid, and you pull it out, and it's a bone. Oh, oh no. Mast? Mast, don't you leave me hanging like that. Is everything okay, Mast? I start to slowly pull my arm with the bone that I'm assuming I'm feeling out of the muck. I roll perception in Mast's general direction to see what's going on with him. Sure. Looks like a wolf bone or something, right, Doc? Could be a total 19 to see what Mast is seeing. So yes, you see as Mast, as he pulls his hand from the mud with a loud slurp, a bone emerges in his hand. It is long and has those bulbous tips at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heal or a knowledge nature to tell what kind of bone that is? That would be a knowledge nature. I feel like heal is applicable if it's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) 22 knowledge nature to determine the species that the bone might be from. Or if it's like a whole corpse. 
21. Ooh, hey, look at us. Mest, you feel immediately disturbed as you pull out this bone as you recognize it to be the femur of a human. And same with you, Smoot. You feel shocked seeing a piece of human skeleton emerge from the earth. Benavir, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think that's a wolf bone. I'm going to start trying to move towards what feels like more solid ground. Smoot would arm himself with his great sword, like bracing it on his shoulder, but like in a position where he's ready to swing it at a moment's notice. So, and he's carefully looking around for any potential hostile creature. Oh, uh, Taylor, what weapon did you pull out? The bow, and I'm knocking an arrow now. So with arrows knocked, you guys are ready. And you're carefully observing the area. You can make perception checks. Nine. 17. 14 for Finn. 24 again. Son of a gun! I gotta say, not having a foreign perception is pretty great. I have two. That's not good. I, I have eight. Uh, so, are we just gonna stand here? Are we gonna find this thing? Are we gonna set up an ambush? Well, we're in its territory now. So we find it, but carefully, and as a group. No wandering off for now. I your mess for bait. He does seem to naturally there, attract the heart. There's, there's, there's a little bit of a, a of a, uh, just a, a, like a gasp coming from Mess, and it's just... <gasps> I was kidding. That was actually a joke. Um. Maybe now's not the time for humor, Kelsey. Now's a great time for humor. Morale's important. So is not dying. Yeah, not dying's great, too. I don't think that joke was terribly good for Mess's morale. I don't know. It seems a little humorous, and I make motion to the bone. <laughs> That's uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an arm muscle. There's an arm bone, not muscle. I arm didn't know humors, humor, humorous, humoruses were so big. Is yeah, no, this isn't the right kind of bone. Oh, I was, I'm making bad jokes. This is not. It's just. I would have been more scared though if that was from a giant or something. I mean, do we really want to go looking for it, or do we want to draw it out? Well, seeing as it's a frog, well. If it is a frog and not a toad, it might be under the water. So I don't feel like going in the water where I can't swim and it will drown me. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's never an option. So, the driest ground around here is probably the best place for us to be. If this thing has enough kutzpah to go ahead and attack an entire village, I can assume that it's probably not too keen on things invading its home front. So if we make a lot enough ruckus, it might just stir it up that it might come after us, which at least we'd have sure footing here. Well, if we don't hunt it down today, if we make camp, we have to leave and go back to the caravan immediately the next day, or else we are not going to make it back to them. I said nothing about making camp. I want to make a loud noise and maybe draw it out. You might be onto something, Smood. Uh, if we all uh, take our weaponry here and station ourselves a footing away, maybe when it shows a face, you know, we pow pow. What if, uh, razzle-dazzle, as they say? Razzle-dazzle. Hit it with razzle-dazzle. What if Mest made a big boom? The man uh, seems to be particularly gifted with pyrotechnics. You Listen, are... what I do on my off days is none of your business. Look, you blew me up with a fake rock bomb. So. You want to throw a bomb in the lake? Mest, you are a secret weapon. Hey, big ugly frogman, come and get some dinner. Uh, let's take a step back from the water, Mest, please. I, I already stepped back. You're oh, the only one yeah. still You are the closest one to the water, sir. Oh, then uh, I, I'll step back but with well, the others. Well, hold on. I need to... Because I remember I asked you for uh, perception checks. You're right. Oh. Masitiated. Finavir, 
as you are peering closer into the large pool, its surface skimmed with foul-smelling algae, you notice a strange-looking rock just underneath some of the big brush. But then, big black beady eyes open as a large bellowing croak erupts from the creature. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. No, 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 no. And in that moment, Mest, you notice that some of the brush near the edge of the water starts to move and shake a little bit. And you see as this grayish form, sort of like a rock, shows up underneath of it. But then you realize that it's not a rock, but a large creature partially submerged in the water. And just as suddenly, with this realization, its eyes shoot open, and it lets out a deep, bellowing croak and launches itself from the water onto the shore in front of Finneviravir. I throw the bone at it. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Eat the, initiative. Eat the bone. Uh, Finnevere, you are currently surprised by what you see, but I'm going to get your initiatives in one moment. All right. I hope you guys are ready. Let's make this an amazing encounter. Okay. What is Alfred Kenneth Mest's initiative? 13. Okay. Alan Taylor? 18. Thank you. Charles Smoot? 19. Oh, gosh, guys. Bit of your fear? Also 18. Yeah, we rolling hot tonight, boys. Let's go. Highest smoot could possibly roll on initiative. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and then the both of us are like 18, so we're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes, this and is I'm sitting here with 13. Natural crit, you know, minus uh, one. Alan Taylor and Benavir Avir, I need you to roll against each other. Just flat rolls. Fight, 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 fight. Eight. 17. Son of a gun. This is a surprise round. So, Finnevere Avir, before you stands a Goliath frog. Smoot! <laughs> you notice that it has very slimy, yellow speckled green skin with long jagged scars. And so, uh, Finnevere Avir, yeah. I hope you're ready. As ready as I'll <laughs> ever be. Finnevere? The Goliath frog opens its mouth eh? and eh? its mouth opens and closes around you. You take 17 damage from the attack. Is he dead? Oh, I'm pretty sure like that's his entire health bar. That's not his entire not health level bar. Four Finn's health Let's bar. Go he has two four. HP. Let's go level four Finn. And Finnevere, you are swallowed whole. Ah! Doesn't he take damage at the end of the turn? For swallowed whole? Not in the first round. It's okay. Listen, listen. I he was by the water, okay? It had one target. <laughs> so, right. Is it possible for another player to aid in escaping the grapple? Yes, you can. You it's but basically the whole idea is that you can aid another on a grapple. He gets he would get a bonus to plus two for every person who it helps to get him out. Okay, so Finevere, you are currently swallowed whole. And you, you guys see that there are a variety of other frogs coming towards you. You see that a, a tiny blue speckled frog is swimming its way through the water. From within a bush, a frog hops its way over to Charles Smoot. The red speckled frog hops its way over to Charles Smoot from across and like jumps in the water, swims a little bit, and then jumps back on the land. And good for it. Yeah, it's going to make an attack against you. It's fine. It's probably going to hit. 
Hopefully it doesn't grab. N- ain't nobody got time for that. This this one's tiny. It's tiny. It wouldn't be able to grab you. It, it might try you to so grapple your hand. Well, that would be inconvenient, wouldn't it? I mean, I guess. Uh, 15 does hit. Absolutely. You take one point of non-lethal damage, Ooh, but I no, do need non-lethal. you. I do need you sure. to roll a fortitude save. Of course I do. 17 for my fortitude save. Okay. It definitely passes. You feel a tiny nip against your skin, although it doesn't do much damage to you. You feel that this creature is trying to inject you with something, but you manage to brush it off as if nothing really happened. Alan Taylor, similarly, another frog from the water emerges, hopping onto the land and leaping up onto your skin, starting to climb. You are climbed by a green speckled frog, which then bites you. One point of non-lethal damage. I need you to roll a fortitude save. 14. Okay. Again, this frog bites against your skin, whatever is open to its mouth. You feel that it tries to inject you with some sort of poison or venom, but you resist. (laughs) And let's see. From behind some of the rocks, just past your vision, you see a medium-sized frog much larger than you would probably be comfortable with having at your grandma's house or something. <laughs> Sounds about right. What, about like the size of a snapping turtle? It's the size of a human. Oh, I don't like that. It's a medium-sized creature? Approaches towards you, but is concealed back again in the brush. Naruto was wrong. Frogs are evil. <laughs> All right. I've been lied to. So, top of the round, we begin with Charles Smoot. Uh, after being back and forth and seeing his compatriot literally swallowed whole, Smoot would go fly into a barbarian rage as a free action and charge the creature with a called shot to the head. Okay. Benavir! Okay, so you are going to make a charge that takes uh, 20 feet can, of movement. Can I give him an, uh, an inspired with, help me! <laughs> uh, on your turn, you could. It's free action. Is it a free action? Yep. Free action per person. Once. Does it require? Does it require a verbal component for the person to be able to hear you? Yes, they must hear me. Are you... You're, you're swallowed. Of, yeah, you're swallowed. It wouldn't come out. It'd be like really muffled. Like, it comes out as... Beautiful. I love it. Okay, so go ahead. You are going to make that attack. I pray that a 23 hits. Let's see. Does a 23 hit? If it doesn't, we all die. A Goliath frog. And indeed... With a 23 to hit, you bring down your ring up? Do you go uppercut or over? Uh, it would be an overhead swing because it's like resting on my shoulder and I would just kind of bring it up and then down, like sweeping okay. in an arc. So motion. with an overhead swing, you bring down your great sword against this creature. Roll damage. 14 damage. Okay. All right. And this was a called shot, you said? This was a called shot to the head. Uh, and also, if I do half of its HP in this attack, uh, it gets a debilitating blow. You did not do half of its HP. Womp womp. Sorry about that. Uh, it should. It is still sickened for one D4 rounds. Okay, go ahead and roll the D4. Which is going to be three rounds. Finavir, you are inside of its mouth. It is your turn. I would like to try to escape. So I would like to try and ins- escape artists and use my inspired trait to roll twice for the day. Now remember, once you break out of the grapple, it's still a movement or standard action to get out of it. Well, I got a total of 13. Mm. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. You, you struggle with all your might, and you feel yourself pushing against the soft inner bits of its mouth, that you feel its tongue squish under your foot, and the tonsils of the creature kind of squish up against you. Was that a full round action? No. No. 
Uh, can I squeeze the trigger of my loaded crossbow? You certainly can. I will do that. I squeeze the trigger of my loaded crossbow. Do I have to roll to hit? I don't know if I can miss, but that's up to you. So now just remember to break out if you were swallowed whole, to get out of swallowed whole, you have to do slashing or piercing damage. And I know that it does do piercing damage. It does, yes. Okay. So uh, to hit, what is your uh, attack total? Uh, that is an eight. Ugh. Hey, hey, that would hit smooth in Barbarian Rage. <laughs> I know. I, w- I just want to hear what happens to the arrow. The arrow. Oh, gosh. How does that happen if you swallow it whole and it doesn't hit? Um, mm-hmm. It definitely did not hit. Actually, it seems that your crossbow malfunctions and actually the bolt slips out of place due to the saliva inside of the creature's mouth. Yep, that tracks. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> tracks with it an didn't, eight. <laughs> it didn't track on your crossbow, though. Cries. Cries you, and bard. You rolled low enough to hit that you failed to use your weapon at all. <laughs> okay, so you are going to be taking, uh, at the end of the turn, bludgeoning damage, FYI, if you do not get out of the Gravel. So, uh, Finavir Vir, that is your turn. Okay. Bye, guys. Alan Taylor. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the frog. So the you big brought, one. So you brought your second character sheet, right? <laughs> I hope you're ready. The Gate Chronicles. We get really gritty here. Uh, no, I'll just uh, go home and tune in for to see what happens next episode. <laughs> <laughs> the morning that happens. Okay. Alan Taylor, go ahead and roll to hit with your bow, right? That is a natural crit. Okay. Natural crit. Please confirm the critical. You just have to pass the AC. The creature? That's a one. Critical fail. Mm. Okay. So the critical is not confirmed, but you still hit with the uh, with the arrow. Please roll damage. 11. You see that as the arrow thunks into the creature's left eye, it flails about, and you see in its mouth, Finnevere, help! His hand sticking out through the mouth. Ah! <laughs> Man, I'm sad. Alan Taylor. <laughs> if I'd have confirmed the critical, that would have been like... Did you call the shot the head, too? No, Ooh. I didn't call the shot, but, uh, man, that sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been a lot. Alan Taylor, you still have a movement that you can take. I guess I'll move towards Kelsey. Okay. So you're going uh, diagonal 20 feet? Um, Am I able to inhabit the same space as the, the, the rest of that bush on the left side, or is that bush... Solidly occupying all of the, all four of those squares. Big bush. That is occupiable. That could provide cover uh, directly behind Alfred Kenneth Mest, who is up on part of this hill, who is standing in front of this bush, and you push past him, just behind him, and you move towards Kelsey. All right. Next up, it is Kelsey's turn. Mr. Finnevere, don't worry. I'll get you out. She takes the crossbow, and she, with it loaded already, fires, and it hits. Good job, Kelsey. You did it. You, you hit. The bolt flies, and it thunks directly into the creature's ribcage, directly next to its left arm. So, like, right in that armpit area. And you see a little bit of a gush of blood um, oozing out and dripping down its side onto the ground. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to back up now. So she takes a few steps back and is concealing herself behind the bush. Not that's going to do too much, but you know. Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. Currently, the very large frog that has swallowed Finnevere Avere appears to be in significant amounts of pain as it bellows and croaks. It appears to be not doing very well. 
I am going to throw at the frog with the base target being the backmost corner from me. Okay, so you are aiming towards the backmost far right corner of the frog. Yes, because if I miss the frog, that leaves one square that could actually hit smooth still. Yeah. Okay, please roll to hit with your bombs. What do I add for range throw? BAB plus dexterity, and then any follow-up proficiencies that you have with that specific item. Eight. Your bomb does miss the target. Please roll your D8 so we can figure out where it lands. Five hits diagonally behind it. I still hit it for splash damage for five damage. Alfred Kenneth Mesh, you take out your components to create a bomb. You hear the sizzling inside of the little vial that you have, and you take I it. I would have had to, as a free action, drop the bone I was carrying. Sorry. That's that, okay. That probably counts for something, but... That's okay. Yeah, no, I, I would assume. So you take it and you throw your bomb. It does fly just past it, landing directly diagonal behind it by one. And you see that little explosion. It is hit by this little explosion of fire against its skin. Uh, you can take a move if you need to. Um, I will move back towards Kelsey. Okay, so you're going to step back towards Kelsey behind the, the bush? All the way back behind Kelsey. All right, so you disengage slightly, and you are hiding behind Kelsey. Beautiful and brave. Listen, no one said I was brave. <laughs> okay. Or beautiful. All right, uh, Charles Smoot. Hit me. The frog from earlier, the red speckled one, hops towards you and is again attempting to attack. That's right. My AC is a seven. It Come hits. At. You take one point of non-lethal damage. Oh, get him. I need you to roll a fortitude save. You already know. 24. Okay. <clears throat> you feel as this creature bites into you. You don't really take much damage from it. It's more of an annoyance at this point. I will murder them all. Um, Finavir, the Goliath frog is going to continue its grapple against you inside of its mouth. What is your CMD? My CMD is 15. I am bard. You are the bard. Well, you were the bard. <laughs> He's not dead yet. He's just almost dead. Just mostly dead. Just mostly dead. That's fine. All right. So, here we are. I'll show Finnevere Uh She let you have been swallowed whole. Um, <laughs> so, Finnevere the frog... Basically, while its mouth is open, it's it's heaving heavily, but it is attempting, basically, it's swallowing you a little bit deeper into itself. Sir, you take six bludgeoning damage. He is unconscious. Okay, I am unconscious. Does that mean he's four points into his pool yeah, already? so if he takes another six damage, he's dead. Yep. I will slay this creature before then. Good news. There, there's, there, is a sh there is a ray of sunshine in this situation. Did you hear what type of damage you took? Bludgeoning. Not acid. If it dies, it can't bludgeon you with its muscles. You're not taking stomach acid damage. That means that when you kill it, you have a giant loot box of all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, we will save you. The Goliath frog begins to jump into the water diagonally. Smoot, you see an opening for an attack. Does a 18 hit? 18 does hit. Please roll damage. 17 damage. All right, so you take your greatsword and you slash into it and it actually falls over dead on the ground. <gasps> Try and leave with my Finnevere again. Alan Taylor, you hear a small squeaky sound and you realize that the tiny frog is still on you, trying to bite you, but it can't seem to get through the leather armor. Charles Smoot, you are being attacked by a 
blue speckled frog. Hit me with it. It hits. Of course it does. I have a seven AC. You take one point of non-lethal damage. <laughs> Amazing. I uh, Let me know when... And I need you to roll a fortitude save. Three minus 88. Let me know when it gets to 85. Uh, 25 on my fortitude save. It's oh. just a nuisance to you. They are. You don't understand. In order to stagger someone, you have to deal double their maximum HP total in non-lethal damage. But it is like bee stings, which <laughs> super duper sucks. It's annoying, but... Kelsey and Mast, you are approached by a very large frog from across the larger water, and it comes running up to you. But it takes its full round to do so. Charles Smoot, it is your turn. Mm. You have two small, two tiny frogs attacking you. Oh, uh, I completely ignore them. No one cares about them. Uh, we're going to just run back up to the... I presume I saw the medium-sized frog go after my compatriots, yes? Because it, like, ran directly from behind my purview. Uh, or do you want me to roll a perception check to see if I You would need to roll perception to be aware of that, because your focus, that was the round where you killed the giant frog. That was your focus. Uh, 21 perception to see if I saw that frog. You notice out of the corner of your eye a large creature moving behind you towards your friends. Oh, no. Not another one. Uh, Smoot would run up with where he would use his move action to move over there, and then he would go and swing it with his greatsword. Uh, you are taking two attacks of opportunity against you. That's perfectly you. fine. <laughs> Joke's on you. So they do not one non-lethal damage? You take one non-lethal damage. You take one non-lethal damage. I need you to roll two fortitude saves. We have an 11 and 13. You take one point of constitution damage. Okay. All right. So go ahead. You can make your attack. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Please roll damage. 14 damage. All right, you take your your sword and you cleave it down on this creature. You see that you make a very large gash in its side. It seems to be in severe pain. Finnevere, you are unconscious. Please make your fortitude save. Oh, fortitude. Hey, fun fact. My fortitude's a one. Nice. Let's find out what happens. I got a nine. Oh, Mm. That does not pass the DC. You take one point of lethal damage. David, it's literally a 10. <laughs> he needs to roll a nine or more. Alan Taylor, it is your turn. I'm going to drop Fallon's bow in the bush behind me. Okay, so you drop the bow. And I'm going to draw my spear. I will move left two spaces and attack the frog that will be directly below with my spear. The tiny thing? Yeah, the tiny one. All right, uh, Andrew, as you do that, the frog that is on your body because you're moving, it nips at you. It anums. Let him uh, have it. He he hits. It's one non-lethal damage. Roll a fortitude save. Direct nerd fortitude. Fortitude. 20. Okay. It did nothing to you. Just go on with life. So I will roll my attack on the frog. That is a 21. Splat. The, the, I, just, I just impale this thing through. This tiny frog is eviscerated with your spear, and you have tiny blue speckled frog guts all over your spear. I have a poison spear. Next up, it is Kelsey's turn. She quickly steps back, withdrawing from the reach of the large frog threatening her. So, Alfred Kenneth Mest, it is your turn. I take a five-foot step to my back right. And I'm going to throw a bomb at the square to the, uh, yeah, that square. So you take a bomb and you are throwing it at the square that is to the left of the small pool of water, directly next to this giant frog. 16. It hits the square. You do splash damage. And then that is five to frog. 
You see as your vial lands behind the frog, there's a small explosion of fire which singes the skin of this frog, and it recoils back as it is burned. The red speckled frog attempts to bite at you. It hops over towards you, Charles Smoot, but it is unable to get past well, wait, your wait. leather boots. Is that the one that was right in front of me? You're right. You would get an um, attack yeah, I, I want to stab it. Stab it. That's uh, a 20. It hits. Roll damage. That's uh, an 11. All right. Dead. Muerte. Now all that's left is the frog that is on your shirt. The one before yeah, me. I mean, and the one that is next to Charles Smoot. The frog that is next to you, Charles Smoot, is going to... Hit me. Attack you. Hit me. Okay. It hits. Noise. You take seven piercing, slashing, and bludgeoning damage, apparently. It does all of them. But its teeth bite into you. You are also grabbed by it. So you are currently grappled by this creature's mouth. Alan Taylor, the frog that is on top of you, climbs up to your neck and it bites you on the neck. You take one point of non-lethal damage. Please roll a fortitude save. 20. The frog looks very sad as it bites into your neck and little teardrop forms. <laughs> this frog is embodying Alan Taylor from Last Combat. Okay, Charles Smoot, it is your turn. Uh, because I am grappled, I would have to drop my greatsword as a free action, okay. draw my army knife as a move action, and as a standard action, stab the frog. Okay. Action economy. Uh, 22 to hit. It hits. Roll damage. 12 damage. You take your dagger and you ram it down into the head of this giant frog, and then you feel its mouth go slack around your arm and it falls down to the ground, dead. Muerte. Finnevere, I need you to make a fortitude save. You can do it, bud. Just roll a nine. Somebody. Huh? Fifteen. Great. All right. So, yeah, you don't take any more points of damage and you stabilize. Yep. And he has a handful more rounds until he starts suffocating in the frog. <laughs> Call the horses round because I am stable. Alan Taylor, it is your turn. There's a frog that is climbing on you. It's on your neck and it has a giant teardrop, like that anime teardrop on its eye. I'm going to drop my spear. Okay. Grab my dagger. Okay. And stab it. <gasps> Miss it hit your shoulder. Okay, you are at negatives trying to do this, by the way, but please roll the do hit. It, do it, do it, do it. That is 24. Oh, it's too good of a roll. Okay, so you actually are able to essentially, are you trying to kill stab it or are you trying to get it off at this point? It depends on what you do. I'm, I'm kill stabbing it. Okay. Murder. Like, you, you manage to do this. You drive the dagger into this little frog's body. It's now skewered on your dagger, and you somehow, by the grace of God, missed your own neck. <laughs> Alan accidentally cooed a himself. I'm going to assume it is dead. <laughs> Alan accidentally cooed a grot himself. I, I don't know how much damage um, that knife do. If you stab yourself in the throat, I wouldn't think it mattered. Well, no, we got to figure out if this it's frog's dead. dead. Oh, that's true. No, no, it's dead. With that... All of the frogs that have attacked you have now faded into basically nothing. Ooh. They are all dead on the ground. Let's go. With Finnevere's body hanging limply outside of this creature's mouth, you all feeling pretty brazen about everything you did. Wasn't a difficult combat, but we'll have to see what happens next time on The Gate Chronicles. Thank you, Foundlings, so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gage Chronicles. I hope you greatly enjoyed that because I know I did. I love when my players have victories, although there are times when I'm like, mm, that wasn't hard enough. Maybe I'll have to up the ante. Maybe we'll have like six Goliath frogs against all of them. 
Yeah, let's go. All right. Again, thank you so much, Foundlings. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you follow along the podcast by subscribing, uh, following along in whatever podcast listening app that you're on, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, et cetera. And make sure you leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening, because that helps us get discovered by other people. And you know what? We love to read your reviews. So please consider doing that. And if you want to support the podcast in other ways, please consider either sharing with a friend or family member, or you can even go to our website and purchase merchandise. We have an awesome shirt for Finnevere Vier, who may almost have passed away today, but he did not. So it's great. So now you can actually wear this shirt to support Finnevere, 100%. It's the, I'm not responsible for sleeping Finn. And right now he is not responsible for himself because he is unconscious. You guys are responsible for him. I want you to know. We are currently responsible for sleeping Finn. He's, he's sleepwalking his way out of the frog. And of course, if you want to support us in other ways, you could go to our Patreon and donate to us monthly. You can get access to early releases of episodes, vote on future projects that we might be working on. Who knows? And last but not least, make sure you follow us on our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. Or you can also go to our Facebook, Missing Roleplayer Found. And even better, come and join us on Discord where we hang out, we chat, and we play games, and we do fun stuff. Yeah. That link is in the description below. And uh, yeah, so Foundlings, we'll see you next, next week on The Gage Chronicles. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye.